it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Insorcelled. A low-key, hate-free, HP, D&D podcast. There is no room for hate here. Only education and helping one another. Hogwarts will always be here to welcome you home. Last time on Ensorcelled. The year is approaching the end and the girls spend more time at their internships. Imogen gets to witness Dr. Rowan working with an ancient wand artifact that is inspiring experiments. Ren is spending more time with her mother and has the privilege of meeting Alice, her mother's best friend from their school years. Celeste has less of a positive internship experience as she witnesses the treatments her mother has been going through for Briggs O'Connor's attempt at breaking their generations-long family blood curse that was slowly eating away at Claire. When they return to Hogweed, Celeste finds Catherine has returned and requests to see Wren. After a very dramatic first year, Riley drags her back to the common room. Wren and Catherine have a rough breakup where Cat also announces she's transferring to another school. Wren feels pretty broken but is supported by her friends. Celeste chats with her father about becoming an Animorph and he agrees to begin teaching her. Wren goes to Henry to talk about her breakup and other feelings she's struggling with. That Sunday is Imogen's mother's trial. Sir Vaganoff argues for her to be put into Alaskaban for her crimes, where Seyfried pleads for mercy. Sigrun is ultimately set free, with the condition that she no longer is able to participate in the academic field, and all of her previous research be discredited, ruining her lifelong dream of changing the world for the better. Hopes drown when our will to fight back is strangled by oppressors. But can we stop them? Let's begin. Welcome back to Ensorcelled! This week with us, we have Willow Wilson. Imogen Sigrun's daughter. Currently reading the entire body of work of historian Sigrun Svanild's daughter. We have Holland Lane Curtis. Ren D. Tierney. The D stands for disillusioned, depressed, and drained. Happy year three finale, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> There's Bry Walton. Celeste Carver Chapman. Celeste can't come to the cauldron currently, Please leave a message and I'll get back to you once the world's not on fire. And remember, it's lovely to be met. And I'm the god of Fiverr, Remy Culp. And I mean, I was Ed Sheeran's muse when he wrote Pathak, you know what I mean? Great. So we're going to go ahead and move on. I hate on. you. Thank you. Go on. I love you, but I also hate you. That sounded like the like an Anna Delvey impression, and I'm currently <laughs> obsessed, so... <laughs> I honestly have no idea what you said in that accent. I don't know what that Thank the you. word was. It was it was a t- it's a TikTok reference. Anka Jams. What's TikTok? I mean, I was just Shafty's moves when I wrote Anka Twenty twelve, I think. Is that a website? Is that a book? Is that like? I'm moving on, you fuckers. Is that like Facebook? Okay, Grandma. The weeks begin to quickly slip by, day after day, running into each other. The snow melts and the breeze takes back its bite, and spring showers fade into the hope of a summer sun. We pass Ren's birthday. Speaking of, I believe someone mentioned a gift they had in mind for our favorite Serpentine Broomzoom player. Um, why yes. Imogen uh, comes up to you for your birthday, Ren. I, I, um, I made you something for your birthday. Oh, uh, thanks, Imogen. Um, she digs into her bag and pulls up a 22-page research paper. <laughs> I made I made this for you. It's about aerodynamics and um, 
brooms in broom uh, mechanics. I, I curated a bunch of information for you. You know how I'm books sometimes? That's... Oh my goodness. Imogen, this must have taken such a long time. Yeah, but well, sometimes I'm books, so I... Sometimes right, it course. just happens. Sometimes you're books. Sometimes this just happens. So I thought I'd do something for you. Ren just hugs her. Imogen hugs her. her. And also, this is like still a week or two after everything that happened last episode, because that yeah. was early March. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so this uh, definitely makes a difference in Ren's day, because it was a pretty somber birthday, probably on her end. And this is a dense research paper. The 22 pages does not include the work cited. You did write smaller than you usually do. Yeah. Um, there's I wanted no, to get there's it no all in double there. space either. Oh, no. Oh, which is fine. It's fine. Um, and you said 22, but it's back to front? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I will get started on that. This is so sweet and thoughtful. It just, I just thought, um, you, you know, it, it's, it could be useful for you. And I know sometimes, you know, it's good to focus on things that you're interested in. And I know you love Broom Zoom. So, so here. Well, I also love you. I love you. you. We give her another hug. Double hug. Cute. Does anyone else have a birthday gift for Ren? No, uh, just me. <laughs> just, okay, my birthday gift disappears. Um, no, Celeste almost, like, comes off selfishly and is like, Ren, I need you to teach me some broom zoom. Can you bring your equipment to the field at this time? You, you need, you need me to teach you some, um... Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Ren, I would, I would love a broom zoom lesson. Would you a be lesson? interested in that? For real? And you're, and you're not going to get bored halfway through? I mean, I, I would understand because I know it's not your thing, but like... Oh, if... no, I'm not going to get bored. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, you also do understand that you have to wear, at, at the very least, like, athleisure, right? Yes, yes, yes. Just show up with, okay. all, the th- with and all the correct you, you things. And do, you do have to wear tennis shoes because that is, like, a safety thing. Or cleats. Okay, one or I, the other. for your birthday, I will wear tennis shoes. I will wear tennis oh shoes. God. Cleats are where I draw the line, but I will this wear tennis shoes. This is such a big shoes. deal. I understand. I mean, you're not going to get the same grip on the ground, but hopefully you won't be on the ground for very much, so... I'm going to go get my gear! She runs off. Celeste goes and gets some practice gear because she now feels bad for her gift and feels like, okay, I guess I've committed to this. And when you get to the field, Celeste does... She was planning on being in the stands, but is on the field as well with the basic broom and everything with Miss Jenny Porter, who has been hired for a private lesson. Oh! Oh, so, so we're gonna, we're both gonna learn from Jenny t- t- in a but lesson. Uh, originally, I think originally it was a ruse. In... Originally it was a ruse. I wanted you to be here for, it was gonna be a surprise, but then you sounded oh. so excited for me to also oh, learn. Well, I, I mean, if so you don't, I mean, if you don't you know, want to. No, I mean, if it's for your birthday, you got excited. I know, but I don't want to make so you do something I'm that in. you're not comfortable with. Okay. So you, so you cute. guys end up... <laughs> You guys end up having a, a nice broom zoom lesson with Jenny Porter. Um, Jenny uh, basically helps Celeste, you know, fly and get a little higher up than Celeste has ever been before and land a little more gracefully. And Celeste even does a successful turn at one point. Did you see that shit? I saw it! I saw it! That was so incredible! Oh man, I wish video cameras worked here! 
Ren, on the other hand, uh, gets some fantastic techniques from Jenny, specifically on uh, maneuvering the broom and getting really a lot tighter turns. And it, it proves to be very helpful. Amazing. At the By the end of the lesson, she's like very exerted, like pink cheeks. She's, she's been running around this entire time, but she's grinning like she hasn't in a while, so. Imogen brings you some math. Math? I was just watching you, you fly. I, I assume I was probably in the stands watching. Like aerodynamics. I can I can definitely say, because I came up with this gift like five minutes ago when you had a gift and I realized, oh shit, I need a gift. Uh, I, Celeste would have told Imogen about it and like made the plan. Okay, cool, cool, cool. See, I came up with my gift at work today. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you said it, and I was like, oh shit, right, we talked about that. <laughs> Research paper. Best gift. A personalized, a meticulously curated research paper. I mean, from Imogen, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely books. a better birthday gift than getting broken up with for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! <Anyways>. Uh... <laughs> And we move along towards the end of the semester. At the final secret meeting of year three, it's a small collection of the professors, those closest to the center of the operations. Um, you all enter, and once they capture your attention, Ty gives you all a smile and gestures to Myra. We wanted to congratulate you, Myra, on successfully passing the test we set up for you this semester. You did a fantastic job. I'm sure the rest of you are curious as to what task she had to complete. We asked her to do all of this, and we'll explain why, but first, Myra, what did you have to do? Well, I had to take something from each of you. Something significant. I'm going to return it all, of course, and I'm very sorry I had to go through your things, really. Um, and, and Myra pulls open her bag and begins handing out your own small trinkets back to you. Um, with each one, she's like, sorry, sorry. Sorry, and her cheeks are, are slightly pink with embarrassment. Once you all have your items back, uh, Ty continues, uh, and he says, Hold, Wait, hold up. Hold what up. did she take from me? Yeah, we only know what she needed from Ren. Uh, well, from Celeste, she took one of your gloves. One glove from one of your sets of gloves. And uh, from Imogen, she took a couple leaves. <gasps> My leaves! What kind? Maple. Dope. Magic maple? Yup. Heckin'. just like, I knew I had 14 and not 7. <laughs> you took 7 whole leaves! I, I dare say that's that's right slick of you. It's impressive for sure. <laughs> thank, thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry again. Um, Ty continues and he says, That wasn't the real test though. We knew you'd get caught eventually, Myra. And you did didn't you? Myra's eyes grow wide with nervousness. It appears she's about to lie, but instead thinks better of it and nods slowly, her eyes flicking to you, Ren. And Ty says, What are you talking wanted... about? That didn't happen at all. What? I'm we... so surprised. <laughs> what? We wanted you to get caught because the real test wasn't for you. It was for them for whether or not they trusted you enough to not say anything to any of the professors. You all need to rely on one another. You need to go to bat for each other. And the only way to find out if you truly would defend Myra was to see if you'd protect her. And you did. And now we know you trust her enough for her to be part of this group. 
Myra, we're happy to have you. Edmonton gives a round of applause. Uh, Celeste also gives into the round of, the, of applause and tries to go deeper into the lie of just like, wait, so who discovered you? I'd say based on context, it was probably Ren because they had that whole significant glances thing. What? Just now. Oh, no. Okay, what? That makes That's... sense. I am good at lying. Oh, and did that I misread did not... that? It's fine. I'm. I have. I'm not that great at insight. No, no. no I no, think that's no, right. No, you're really. Think... You're great at insight. Okay, it was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, Celeste just uh, while they're applauding gives Myra a little kiss on the cheek and uh, gives her a wink just as a congratulation, like you did it. Wait. Can Celeste wink? I believe we've we've brought it into question in the past. Can Celeste wink? Oh shit, that's right. Can. Celeste can't. Roll for Celeste. wink. Roll what am I wink. rolling? This decides it. Roll a dexterity, dexterity check. <laughs> <laughs> dexterity check. Oh god. Oh god, why this one? That's a nat 20. Yeah, you definitely beat me. Uh, you you, Celeste wink. winks very smoothly. <laughs> I guess Celeste learned how to wink. If she's winking so well, it's like she's doing it with both eyes at the same time. <laughs> no, 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 that's a blink. That is a oh, blink. Okay, Don't do this blinked. to me. <laughs> no. Okay, fine, she winked. I'll respect a nat 20. Celeste, Celeste thinks, th- thinks, thinks it through. Hmm, a wink so powerful, both eyes do it. <laughs> that's never been done before. <laughs> I need a shot. Myra wraps her arms around your waist and, like, gives you a hug. Um, she's clearly very excited um, and happy that she passed the test that wasn't her test to pass. But she says, I'm, I'm really happy that you all trust me enough, and I hope that I can be an asset to this team. We already know you will be. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it or not, you're part of the group now. You fit in. You belong. I think Ren comes up to her um, in like a playful manner, not necessarily intimidating. Um, and she says, but if I ever catch you going through my stuff again, I will kick your ass. I wouldn't dream of it. Okay. Also, not to be offensive, but your locker smells really bad. What are you talking? No, it doesn't. It's, it That's the natural like musk sweat. of it a sports like player. Sweat. No, it does not. Do you need Ren. some water? Are you saying my locker needs? is worse than everyone else's? No, yes. no. I bathe very no well. No contest. Okay. Do you need like a bag of charcoal and lavender? No. I, I smell yes, fine, guys. Yes, she does. But are you? I smell fine, right? Celeste looks over Ren's shoulder while she's not looking at Imogen and just goes, Fine. I, I smell fine. Oh my god. Why haven't you? Why is this the first time I'm I'm hearing of this? It's only it's only it's only sports clothes. It's only the sports clothes. Only my you, it's the last. You're good. So you smell often. great. I, I do smell good. Amazing. It's yes. your okay. That's the problem. Are yes. you lying to me? Okay, but that's my smell, right? Well, Ren, when you leave sweaty clothes in there for like two days straight, they I get you know them. moldy and like yeah, yeah but the smell moldy. stays. Sweat mildew is what happens. Oh my god. Is there a spell for that? <gasps> Probably. Imogen opens up her book of many things. Is there a <laughs> spell for sweat mildew? I don't know if that's the yeah, kind of thing so that would be in this book, but... There's there's a section that talks about cleaning spells. It likely exists. We're gonna I will find it. For you, New quest just dropped. 
Well, anyway, congratulations, Myra. Anyway, congrats. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, that just really threw me for a loop because I know I was doing the like the playful intimidation thing, and then you did it back. But like, I was actually really surprised by it. So, congrats on that too, because you're good at that. Um, we get it. Myra's good at a lot of things, and we're so happy to have her. Well, since I'm officially on the team, I guess, um, Professor Carver, can I uh, talk to you privately for a few minutes? There's probably some things that I should um, disclose. Might be helpful. I give her hand a squeeze. Uh, Celeste tries to act like she doesn't know what she's talking about and just is like, oh, do you, do you need someone to go with you? Uh, no, I'm okay. It's just something I definitely should... Um, talk about okay well you know i'm here if, if you need to talk about it with me uh and your girlfriend and your dad go to have a private conversation so um basically after after this final secret meeting um it's crunch time finals are coming up so it's extremely important you guys let me know what are you studying i'm gonna write this down yeah write that down imogen is books i hope you know in every written assignment She's finding a way to cite her mom. Um, so Imogen is studying all subjects? Um, I don't know if she uh, if she has any focus on the ones that are particularly interesting to her, or if... You know what? I'm gonna say for, for once, even even spread. She's, she's going... She's doing all the things. When she's books, it's all subjects intermittently. Love that. Um, Celeste, what are, what are you studying? Um, Celeste is taking a particular interest in her spellcasting classes. Um, Transfiguration with the heaviest focus, with the help of De Imogen. Charms and defense against evil magic are important. Uh, runes. Basically, the thing she's ignoring the most would be botany, possibly potions, and astronomy. Golden. Uh, Ren, what dost thou study? You said that real weird. Um, hey Ren, what are you studying? Well, I'm gonna probably be studying the same, uh, like, physical spellcasting stuff as Celeste. I think I, I am gonna be not necessarily upping my practices, but I'm not neglecting my, uh, broom zoom at all. Mostly because I know that it will have practical applications in the future, even though I do love the love of the game, you know? I think big things are focused are study of runes because she didn't do too well on the, the grades for the first semester for study of runes, but she really loved the class. And yeah, then charms, defense against evil magic, transfiguration, uh, probably elemental magic as well. So again, less about botany or potions or astronomy. Sick nasty. Also, I and I hope this, I don't regret this decision, um, but Celeste would definitely sacrifice one class of study to go flying with Ren on practices, like as like, well, because her her old practice partner was was Cat, and she doesn't she doesn't ever bring that up, but like she would uh, she's probably offering to go flying whenever Ren's like I'm going to the field, she'll be like Oh, I'll come too, like more than she ever really would. I think that the first time or two, Ren would absolutely go for it and then seeing how uncomfortable and like bored and not having fun Celeste is I think that after a while she is like oh, okay well uh, you can come to the you can come to the pitch but, but bring some study books and just just 
and be in the stands. I, I'll, I'll come and say hi every once in a while. So that way you're not, you're not missing out on studying. Um, uh, okay, that sounds... Honestly, it's not even a... That I don't enjoy. It's more that I'm, I'm it's terrified. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's alright. Leave the brooms open to me, okay? Okay, well, I'll, I'll come with you to your practices at least. How's that? Okay, I'm, I'm fine, Celeste. I'm not doing... This is for me. I just want... Mm-hmm. I just want okay. personal time with my friend. It's not anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celeste's lying. Cool. For- cool, cool. No, that's, yeah, personal. That makes total, complete sense. Cool, I'll see you then. Bye. Cool. So uh, with y'all uh, studying quite a bit, you do have some uh, some spare time. Is there anything that you guys in particular want to do? You know, before the end of the semester, <clears throat> uh, any any conversations you need to have, anything you need to look into, you know, just giving you I a little opportunity. A um, uh, check, I, I, got it. I would I would like to cry a lot. Yes. Oh, can do. Uh, yes, Imogen. Imogen um, would like to uh, send a little package to Louisa, including uh, Sigrun's Ronald's daughter's entire body of work. And um, request that uh, she uh, encourage her peers at Flemeth to uh, continue to use my mom's work as references in their papers and to uh, read it, learn it, and cite it when necessary because my mother is a wonderful historian. Lovely. Celeste? Celeste also sends a letter to Louisa and her friends in Flemeth. she ha- she won't reveal what it says now, but maybe we'll find out what it says later. Jesus Christ. I will say, uh, Celeste, at one point, um, during one of your heavy studying days, um, Myra approaches you and drops a little box in front of you and gives you a big smile and she says, Happy six month anniversary. I have to roll to see if <laughs> Did Celeste know? Did- I feel like she would, but there's been a lot going on. There has been a lot going on. You can totally roll to see if you remembered or not. What would I roll? Roll me a d20 plus history. 17 then. Good news, you did remember your six month anniversary in advance. Beautiful then. Oh, did you wake up to the pile of flowers that Leo delivered? They were beautiful and it was very sweet. Thank of you. Of course. Thank you. I. This has been really, really great. Just getting to be with you again and just being around you is enough, but this has been, this has been wonderful. Okay, you're getting mushy. It's only 11 a.m. I would never. You know, you know I can feel emotions before I have my coffee. And Celeste opens it. (laughs) Inside, there is a necklace. It is a white gold chain that uh, that ends right around the clavicle, and as the pendant, it is a uh, light green blown glass orb. Um, and on the inside uh, sits two swans uh, with their necks kind of intertwined to form a heart. Oh, Myra, it's it's beautiful. It's everything. It's perfect. Uh, Celeste takes off her um, her family pendant necklace that she wears and then puts that in her pocket for a sec and puts it on just to see what it looks like and everything. I'm so glad you like it. I had it custom made. It just, 
I don't know. When I thought of you, this is something that just came to my mind. Swans. Beauty, grace, elegance. You can kick someone's <laughs> ass if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're amazing. Um, and Celeste gives her a kiss. A really, really her, nice kiss. Her cheeks are bright red, and she's definitely a little flustered, um, and decides to spend the rest of the day with you, studying. Very happy. Uh, Imogen definitely comes along at some point, and Myra's terrified of the trials. <laughs> of the finals? No, the or trials. The, oh, the studying. Oh, the, the study studying. Trials. The studying. The, my, uh, my uh, studying gauntlet. Yes. Yeah, Myra Us. doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah, it takes some getting used to. Um, so yes, they go through the gauntlet trials of learning. Fantastic. Wait, I want to do a thing. Oh my god, yeah, what Ren, the do fuck do you thing. want, Ren? Do a Jesus fucking thing. Christ. Um, so, because everyone else sent something to Lisa, uh, I want to make sure that, like, obviously we know periodically we've all been sending things to Louisa, but since other people have said things, I want to say a thing too. I think that at some point Ren sends uh, a copy of the dissertation slash essay that, uh, that Willow, that Imogen yeah, uh, I actually did prepare it. 22 no, pages good, front and back. <laughs> we'll send it straight to Marta. I wrote it at work today. 8-point font. Oh, single please, space. 7.5. <laughs> yeah, 7.5. Oh my god. And then probably like a little... She probably sends newspapers, um, but she highlights like funny bits. Um, with like a... I'm sure they have like pen highlighters or feather quill highlighters or whatever. Um, so little things like that. And just like miss you this is what's been going on we are keeping her up to date st- sort of stuff um yeah but that's good and probably trying to talk to henry some more we don't have to rp it but um just talking to him about brain things and how stuff is hard not often because it takes a lot out of her but maybe once or twice a month nice okay also probably at least once or twice more talking to the portrait but just about innocuous things not talking about anything important at all because we're just we're just pretend nothing's happening has ren introduced imogen and celeste to the portrait or no not yet i i feel like she would want to um but maybe we could do that like over a over a holiday or something because it's most likely in henry's house i say we all go to the porters this summer for a pool party (gasps) pool party nothing bad will happen let's do it we deserve a pool party, and that we deserve pizza there, Remy. And we deserve Louisa to be able to be at that pool party at the very least for the summer. Bring her back! Okay. Anyway, that's it. Go on ahead. I will say, in your conversations with the portrait, he did mention I. He did have a conversation, a brief conversation with your mother. Oh, how how did that go? You know, she's a lot like I remember. Um, it went it went good. We talked about uh you mostly um but that's that's all the that's really the only significant thing just wanted to let you know that we have um talked okay cool do you want me to not mention her because i know like some some parents are like not interested in hearing about the other parent um is that is that this or we didn't go through a nasty divorce run no i i know but like i'm just trying to be conscientious we're, we're, we're okay. We're on, uh... Interesting terms. We're on terms, yeah. Oh, terms. Okay. Terms, just neutral terms. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I will take it, because that's, that's what I have to do. So anyway, so, yeah. about that motorcycle, yeah. yeah. So yeah, your parents 
ish have talked kind of uh <laughs> so maybe there'll be a co-parenting as a portrait and a person <laughs> neither of which have legal custody over you <laughs> they'll figure it out so uh at the end of all this you guys have one last uh day of internships now they're not full days just kind of a little bit of time to wrap things up uh with your mentors and then time for you know hugo to say a little something at the end of all of it we know how hugo is it's very dramatic so imogen dr rowan brings you into their office sits you down um and they say i just want to thank you for all of your hard work this uh this year you've been really fantastic and i i'm so happy that we've gotten to work very close together this last semester um i, I just want to let you know that if you ever have any questions um please feel free to to come by or or to reach out um, and I really hope that, that we can work together again in the future. Imogen is beaming. Yeah, it's, I, I've enjoyed every moment that I'm working with you, uh, Dr. Rowan. This has been absolutely wonderful and I will certainly take you up on that. I always have many questions and I'd love to keep up with what's going on here. I think you're going to go very far, Imogen. <laughs> Thank you. That's really good to hear. I'm, I just want to I just want to learn so many things and be able to help people. That's all. And you will. Anyone who wants to help people, they always find the way. I'm looking to do that. Thank you. I believe in you. For Celeste, uh, of course, she has one last meeting with her mother, but however, you know, it's not really your last, it's your mom. You, you'll see your mom all summer, probably, maybe. Depends on her schedule. But of course, uh, in her office, um, she has another appointment with Briggs O'Connor that day. Um, and afterwards, when she has recovered a bit, um, she, she wants to have a conversation with you. She says, Celeste, I feel confident that you are ready for this training program, but I just really want to have one more conversation with you emphasizing that this is not something to be taken lightly. This is intense and scary, and this will affect your entire life. And I need you to know that most people you'll work with can be incredibly manipulative people, and they can be good at it. And I need you to be on guard. I promise. I, I promise I know what I'm doing. As long as I have my friends, and as long as I have you, you all, I... I, don't, I know what I can trust. Besides manipulation, I know nothing of it. I think I'll be alright. If at any point you want out, tell me. I promise. I will. Is there anything more you can tell me about it? Not yet. But when it's time, you'll know. Okay. Mother, this won't remove me from school or anything, right? No, no, of course not. Uh, okay. I was getting kind of a, you'll disappear in five days and be taken by a group of men in black and etc. etc. I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. No, um, no, that wouldn't do. You'll know when it's time. Okay. I trust you, Mother. How are, how are you doing? I'm fine. So how do we make it better? Because fine is not good. We're trying a new strategy. And if that doesn't work, we'll try a different one. Okay. Um, 
if you need me to get any forms or anything, even if you ha- know you have a busy day coming up, you call me. You stay seated. I know it must hurt to walk with your feet in those con- in that condition. So, if at any point, just remember, I am your life intern. I'm your daughter. I will come into the office if you ever need it. Thank you, Celeste. Of course, Mother. Um, and when you have a moment, I'd love to learn about Celestia sometime. I would love to tell you about her. Perfect. Well, Mother, I... I know this isn't the last time I'll be working for you in this office, but I really have enjoyed this time together. I'm... I'm glad the internships got switched. Me too. Uh, Celeste hugs her mom with her still sitting down, making sure that her mom doesn't get up for it, and, uh, just waltzes out, says goodbye to Carson, joins, uh, the group after everything's done. Okay. And run. You have your final day with your mom. As the day winds down, she says, I mean, I have to be honest, I'm gonna be sad that I'm not gonna see you as often. And I... I hope that we can maybe get together over the summer. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I would really like that. Um, I, I did want to ask, uh, what, well, you know, I, I told you a bit about, um, Maven Nile, um, and so I'll, I'll have to make up a good e- excuse, maybe another brooms in camp, but I was wondering maybe if I could stay with you for a week or two over the summer? You said you had a, um, an extra an extra room, but also, if you've already turned that into an office or like a gym or something, that's totally okay. I could like sleep on the floor, or or I could just like come in in the mornings and you Run. don't even have to worry about a bed, and, and I'll just like leave at the end of the night. Like, it, I really Run. don't want to pick up. Like, it is already decorated for you. Like with bed sheets and stuff? <laughs> yes, with bed sheets and paint. Wall decorations. Paint on the walls. Thing. Yes. I... Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> if okay, you ever good. need a place to stay, it's it's always open for you. It's, I mean, it's yours. Thank you. Um, you know, it it really meant a lot to me that you get to got to meet my my friends, um, even just for a moment. Um, and you know when they pop in and out. But, um, maybe, maybe one of those days, uh, we, we could see if they're free and I, I could have them over for lunch so you could more properly get to know them, not in a, like, professional setting, because, um, they're, they're real important to me. I would love that, Ren. And I can make my soup. <laughs> Your soup. Um, you know, soup isn't it's... much of a summer food, but that's okay, uh... <laughs> oh, I mean, I could do a, like a, a salad or something. I probably okay. Like, yeah, I know. I know what a salad has in it, <laughs> ingredients-wise. Mm-hmm. Ben, I just want you to know that if there's if there's anything you need, ever, I'm here for you. Okay. Um. Do you like vinaigrette or? <laughs> say that but then she <laughs> composes herself um i appreciate that um and i know we've kind of been doing that um that game of back and forth 
um, telling each other things, but maybe this summer, uh, when I when I stay with you, I can tell you um, some of the things that that we haven't quite got to yet. Of course. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, but do you what do you like vinaigrette or is there like is it like Caesar or v- vinaigrette's fine, Caesar's I fine. I, I honestly don't know what vinaigrette is. I think there might be different kinds. Oh no. Um, okay. What's what's balsamic vinegar? Is that oh, okay. is that a thing you put on? I'll take you to. I feel like to... I read somewhere that there's like a bal- balsamic, um, because vine- <sighs> it's vinegar if it's vinaigrette, right? It's like <laughs> yes. little vinegar. No, I will take you to Italy one day and show well, like, you where they make balsamic Italy. vinegar. Okay. Yes. Not just Travel like is extremely rest- easy for sorcerers. I just, it's very clear. It is extremely That's easy for the sorcerers. True. Especially um, still now, while uh, England is part of the uh, European Union, as it will be forever. Y- yes, in this universe, of course. Right. Great. Right. Glad we're clear cool. on that. Um, I'm gonna start researching salad because now I'm really excited. Okay, I bet um, I bet Maeve could definitely help you with that as well. Oh, she's more of like a granola kind of crunchy, um, mom. Um, uh, she probably knows how to make a salad, but you know I don't, I, I, I don't talk too much to them anymore except for when I'm at home, um, you know, cause. It just so many things kind of just, you know, they just it slides right off. So it's kind of hard to talk to them sometimes. I understand. Maybe maybe you could meet them sometime though. Um, if if you'd want to, you don't have to. But I would like that. Cool. Um, because you know that's why I, I since we talked about it, but um, that's kind of why I was asking about some of those memory enhancers and, and all that. Right. Um, just in case, you know. Um, but we can discuss that not here, because you seemed not interested in discussing it here. So we can discuss that at, um, at home. Okay. Are you Are you okay? No, I'm... You're, you're doing the one-word answer thing, and you're just letting me talk, and that's usually not a good thing. And, and you're making that face where you're, like, you're, like, uh, chewing on your lip a little bit, and then you're, like... Like moving it, and and I'm pretty sure for you that means um, thinking about a thing that makes you sad. Um, but I'm I'm still working on cataloging what those, what how your face moves when you feel things. So I uh, don't quote yeah. me on that. It's just really nice to hear you call it home. Oh well, then I'll 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 call it that more often then. Okay. Okay. I give her a very tentative hug because she sounds like she's about to cry. And she definitely, like, holds you close. A little bit longer than normal. Well, uh, after, after a moment or two, I think she pulls back and she says, Well, um, one more for the road. Is there anyone that you need to yell at? I'm gonna miss <laughs> hearing that through the compact. I think it's kind of cool. Um, I'm learning I a lot I... of new words. Oh, great. I'm such a great influence. <laughs> No, 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 I, I I, know all the curse words for sure already. It's more like... All of them? Probably. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I'm 15. I know all of them. Duh. Sorry. Oh, God. 15. Um, but I meant, like, the ones that are, like, 
you know, 12, 12 words or, or 12 letters or more, not 12 words, that's, that's a different word. Um, anyways, let's go yell at someone. I mean you, I won't say anything. Okay. I think it's really cool and empowering and it makes me feel like I could maybe do that someday and that's cool. You can yell at anyone you want to. Really? You ha I have your explicit permission? Yes, it's your last day, why not? Incredible, like right now? Sure. Oh, I'm gonna save it up. I'm gonna save it up at 5.55. One last thing before I go. You deserve it. My friends it. have to be there. Thank you! We've worked very hard. You also deserve it anytime you want, but you just do it for, for your work anyway, so. I do. Sometimes for fun, but that's okay. Well, I, th I, think, I think Celeste does that sometimes for fun, too. But she usually keeps it to herself or, like, at, at mirrors in the... Never mind. Um... Alright. Okay. <laughs> so, you guys you guys go off and fucking yell at somebody. Um, I wait until 5.55 and tell them that something is due. Classic. As, as my mom would want me to do. I feel like that's yes. what she meant when she said explicit permission. Right. <laughs> yeah, Ren feels good about it in the moment, and then she feels bad immediately afterwards, and then, like, buys them a sandwich. <laughs> Her mom's like, no, 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 don't worry, he's a dick, I promise. But, you know, I said I said a lot of mean things. He doesn't um, even have children. I don't... I, is that... Be, not children to threaten? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Like, nobody wants to have children with him. Oh, that... He's... That makes more sense. I, I was wondering if you were back on the I'll, I'll put your four-year-old in handcuffs thing. Um, I'll do that too. That, that makes sense. I will still get him a sandwich. Otherwise, I'm going to think about it for the rest of the month. Um, okay, well, maybe, but maybe I, he's still mean, so I don't feel bad about yelling. So there. Maybe get him a, a shrimp salad sandwich. He is allergic to shellfish, and I just think that would be that funny. That seems possibly. Hmm. You you are my mom, so I should probably listen to you because you I you wouldn't so. steer me wrong, right? No, he won't eat it, and if he does, that's his own fault. Because there's shrimp on it, and he's yes. Allergic? Yes. Hmm. He will, he will, he should look. If he's so allergic, he checks his food. I think what Ren does is she waits until her mom is distracted, and then she goes to the cafeteria and um, she buys two, <laughs> and then she switches the labels. <laughs> so it says shrimp on it, but it's not shrimp, just in case. Um, and then she puts the shrimp one in her bag because probably Ross will eat it, even though that sounds super gross. Absolutely um, anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, okay, look at this one. The shrimp. I'm gonna go do it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Okay, well. This is Red chaos. lying to her mother is what's happening. How dare you? This is the extent of... <laughs> this is Ren's her rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, well, that's what at, happens. At the end of the day... You are all called back to the conference room where Hugo is. And he says, Thank you all for participating in the first ever internship program at the Sanctum. I think it went swimmingly. I hope you think so as well. D did everyone enjoy themselves? I really did. I learned a lot. And Dr. Rowan is so cool. And I learned so many things. And I, I, I really, I, it, was, it was great. I, so many things. 
It was wonderful. It's This whole year has just been amazing. Um, thank you, Hugo, for setting this all up. I learned intimidation tactics. Ross from the back says, I ate a lot of new foods. Oh, by the way, I have a, a shrimp um, salad sandwich for you or something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's Are you fresh. sure it says cheese on it? I, no, it's. I'll, I'll explain on the way back. Oh, okay. There's a story. Is oh, there? hell yeah. Pass it here. I will eat that right now. I tossed it like a football. I've had five <laughs> meals today. I don't care. I will eat this immediately. And he eats it immediately. I support this. Hugo just kind of nods and he's like, fantastic. I'm so glad you all had such great reviews. Um, I do have one parting gift for you all. And, and he slides across to everybody a single uh, Sanctum access card. And he says, you are all welcome back at any time to visit... Um, we really enjoyed having you here, and I think I can speak for all of your mentors when I say you're all lovely, so please come back and visit. <gasps> Celestia oh, starts gonna. jumping. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I can finally stop taking pictures of cards as as for my storyboard. For your scrapbook, because you yes. want you want wanted one of these for so long because i wanted one for so long it's been wow. you have to you have to visualize it to, to get it and i got it um so excited <laughs> great uh so yes th thank you all so much and i hope to see you again soon um and i hope uh that we have another year of internship soon with other uh hogweed students um and because if not i'm probably gonna get fired but i don't think i will because this went so well Okay, well, bye. Uh, <clears throat> I don't bye, know bye. why you were waiting for a response from that, because we have I... nothing to do with the hiring process. Um, I hope you don't get fired. I, I don't think you will. Do you uh, do you think, like, it's on the horizon? Do you What's feel like you're going to get fired? Do, do you need or to talk you, about you're just anxious. Do you want to have a little not... sit-down? No, have it's okay. Talk? I just, I've almost made enough money to move out of my mother's uh, basement. Okay, everybody oh, surround no, for a, a therapy circle. Uh, okay. Ross, share the cheese sandwich. It's, there's definitely not cheese. It could use cheese, though. Does anyone have any cheese? But can I roll for cheese? <laughs> roll for cheese! Imogen's just like, well, I put milk in there at some point. <laughs> Alright, what do I add to cheese roll? Roll, roll. Investigation. Alright, then uh, that's a 13. It's a 13. <laughs> I... You have cheese snacks, but no actual cheeses. <sighs> Foiled again. I'll, I'll have I'll have it next time, Ross. I won't fail you next time when it comes Thank to cheese. Imogen. It's okay. This thing, you know, I'm still gonna eat the sandwich. Okay. Good call. <laughs> you guys go home, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Bye. I mean, was there anything we were supposed to do? Like. No, 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 no. She we just got to give you the cards. Yeah, we got Sanctum access like, cards. Yeah, we we had yeah we have a little bit of a therapy circle, and I think like at the end, <laughs> we like write our names on a card, and we're like, call us if you need anything. Just like, because we know how important therapy is. Indeed. Um, and it's really important to be able to like express yourself and get those things out. Yes, you've done great work today. We're proud but of the you. head of the therapy circle at, at Hogweed is is unfortunately not present at this time, um, oh. but we we speak for her at, at this at this exact moment. We that, miss Louisa. We miss yes. Louisa. So much. We, we are co-founders, but not the CEO. Okay. The chief emotional officer. Yes. 
Right, well, um, thank you very much. Uh, so long. Farewell. Are you gonna continue that? Goodbye. No, I'm not. <laughs> I okay. don't want to. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the sanctum. Okay, Imogen, <laughs> um, stores her sanctum access card in, uh, the back of her, uh, not the, not her book of many things, but her other book uh, that she keeps on her hip. She's, she folds one of the last pages into a nice little pocket and tucks it in, so she always has the Sanctum Access card with her. Nice. Uh, so, uh, finals have come again, and the tests seem to fly by as usual, and of course, the students of Section C try their best, but the stress of grades can be overwhelming, especially when they remember the last time they came out. But soon the end of the week approaches, and all that's left now are the apprenticeships and the spellcasting final. So, Imogen, you go ahead to your final apprenticeship uh, appointment, and Madam Pup is there, and she says, I am so proud of how well you've done apprenticing for me this year. I hope you choose to continue on with me next year, as I would love to have you back and continue teaching you more complex healing techniques. <gasps> Today's apprenticeship will be the same as last time. I'm going to take a short break, stand by, and let you take care of anyone who comes in. Wonderful! I can't wait! All right, so I just need to do a real quick roly poly -oly. Again? Fuck. Okay. Okay. One more. Now, how many roly poly was that? Three. Interesting. Okay, so, um... <laughs> Madam Pup goes to sit uh, towards the front of the infirmary. And, uh, it's, again, a pretty quiet day, just like the last time you had one of these apprenticeship tests. Uh, if you recall, only one person came in with a very, a very mild uh, predicament. Mm -hmm. Um, and only one person comes in this time as well. Is it but the same guy? No, it's not the same guy. Um, as a matter of fact, it is, uh, it is someone that you might recognize. It is sweet little first year, Riley. <gasps> Riley! <gasps> Okay, I'm real pumped for this. Oh my goodness. Hello, Riley. How are you doing? Oh, um, hello again. Hello again? What can I do for you? Um, well, honestly, I didn't even want to come, but, um, my friends made me, um, because they were, uh, worried, I guess, which is stupid, but it's fine. Um, I have just been having, like, you know, little, a couple little, um, you know, my heart feels a little funny sometimes, and, like, I have a hard time catching my breath, and I move my hands a lot, and, um, I just haven't been feeling super good, and it's just kind of gotten bad the closer that we get to, uh, finals, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, I think I'm fine, but they think that maybe I'm, like, sick or something, I don't know. Yeah, well, I understand. I mean, it's important to acknowledge how you feel yourself, but I think it's also important to listen to your friends. Sometimes they can see when something is a problem when when it's harder for you to admit yourself. I've been there. I was I was there last year. Um, so I'm glad your friends are looking out for you. So we're gonna get you checked out, see if there's anything going on, and see how we can make you feel better. Okay. All right. I um take her vitals. <laughs> Yeah? I do okay. I do the infirmary stuff. Uh so roll me um medicine. Alright, let's do this. Oh heck yes. <laughs> Alright, that's a twenty-six. Fuck! Okay. Uh 
Okay, so so basically you get that um her her heart rate is definitely accelerated. You notice that she she has uh, been fidgeting since she sat down with her hands a lot. She keeps kicking her feet. Her eyes are looking around. You notice because you've you've got a really good score that her lips are kind of cracked a little bit and that her nail beds uh, when you like look down at her hands fidgeting her nail beds look really torn up um, mm -hmm. a little bit of dried blood there you can tell that like her her brow has been furrowed for quite some time and it doesn't seem to have relaxed at all she's just like a kind of a constant moving um, shifting um, and basically you get that she's having an anxiety attack oh my sweet little Riley oh, okay we're gonna talk we're gonna talk you through this all right Riley Mm -hmm. I think I can tell you're, you're probably not feeling your best, and that's okay. This is, it's, it's stressful at school sometimes. I certainly understand that, and I think you're, you're having um, some issues with anxiety, and that's okay. We're gonna help you calm down. We're gonna, I'm gonna prescribe you some, uh, <laughs> uh, some med medicinal herbs just to get you uh, to calm down a little bit, and. I, I highly recommend that you talk. I mean, my friends and I have these little therapy circles that I cer that certainly help for me. They helped me through a lot of anxiety and quite a, a detrimental hyperfixation that I was going through last year. I definitely recommend that you talk to someone about this. Uh, it, it can be a teacher. I'm sure Madam Pup here would be happy to, to listen, to help you work through everything. Your friends, I'm sure, they sound lovely if they're concerned about you, uh, would love to listen. My friends, of course, we'd love to have you in our therapy circles. And we just want to help you to get to a place where you're more comfortable, where you can breathe. Breathe and be in a place where you can do your best without it causing any harm. Because if it's causing any harm, that's not, that's not helping anyone, certainly not yourself. Uh, roll me a persuasion with advantage. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I'm going to use a luck point. Oh no. Because that was a one and a two. <laughs> oh shit, that's a three. And with per my persuasion, my persuasion is negative two. It's <laughs> a one. That's a one. Okay. Oh shit! I mean, like you said, with advantage. Does does her luck point get advantage? No. I, I don't think that's how that works. I don't it's think not. it is. Poor Riley. Poor so Riley. Imogen. Oh, what did I do wrong? Oh. Rolled a one so, and two and a three. What happens? Riley uh, listens to you, and she looks up at you with her big eyes. And when you're done speaking. Um, her bottom lip starts to, to quiver a bit, and her eyes fill up with tears, and she starts to cry. She closes her eyes, and she goes, <laughs> I lied. I don't have any friends. Oh, honey. Well, you do now. I'm your friend. If that, if you'll have me as a friend. Really glad you came in. That that's very strong of you to have come in by yourself to get help. I'm real proud of you. That's hard to do. I wasn't able to do that myself. So you're already ahead of the game. I just want to do really well on my tests. 
I understand. And you're gonna, you're gonna do the best that you can. But in order to do that, we need to make sure that you're feeling the best that you can. And I don't think you are. I really care about you. Your grades, they're not as important as you. Are you sure? I'm so sure. I remember, I, I remember meeting you earlier, like about a month or however long ago, and I was like, that Riley kid, she's something special. I really like her. I hope she has a wonderful time. I would like to see more of her. So I'm glad, I'm glad you came in today. I'm really glad, because I want to make sure that you get all the help you need, so you can be the best Riley you can be. And I think the best Riley you can be is really special. Because you're already so special. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> I'm just saying what's true. But thank you. Do you think... Do you think the minister had, like, really, really good grades, like, all the time? You know, I happen to recall a story that she... She had to get help for one of her classes. She worked very hard in everything, but she wasn't... She wasn't perfect in one of her classes, until eventually she was, but you know what, you're a first year, you've got all the time in the world to figure that out. So even the Minister of, of uh, Sorcery, she took some time to get us to get where she is. She worked hard. She's still working hard. Okay. Yeah. I want that job. <laughs> you know what, Riley, I believe in you. I believe you can get that job. I just, I just, I've got a... I've got a gut feeling about it. Okay. Alright. She, um, <clears throat> her tears kind of slow and she wipes off, uh, wipes off the, the, the tear trails and the snot off of her face. And she kind of, like, sniffles and, like, sits up, kind of, like, repositioning herself. Um, and, and she's calmed down a bit. Alright. I, uh arrange whatever uh whatever infusions or uh or calming teas i deem necessary assuming she's uh comfortable with taking something to calm herself uh or whatever is needed and uh i i give her our our schedule for a therapy circle and i tell her you can always come to us my friends and i we're we're happy to have you with us you managed to invent Xanax in the infirmary. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, if anyone can do it, it's Emma Jen. I believe that. Thank you. <laughs> Riley, uh, Riley clearly is starting to feel better. and She gives you a hug. Um, I give her such a hug. Can I roll for hug? Yeah, roll for hug. Shit, that's that one. shouldn't you have rolled for first. Well, I will give you another pair of dice. Do you, ha do you have a different D20? I have Throw that so one away. many dice out. Throw that one away. These are all <laughs> different dice. <laughs> okay, I rolled again. It's a 19. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, you're able to scoop her into your arms. See, you see everyone nice messes up hug. a little bit the first time, and that's okay. Because I got you that hug in the end, and that's what matters. You did a good job. Oh my goodness, thank you, Riley. That means a lot. Um, so she she heads off, and, you know, miraculously, since you happen to, to have two of the, 
the simplest possible apprenticeship test that I, like, the simplest, simplest, like, combos of the ones, I rolled three times of three different things, and it's just this, you did great, and Madam Pup uh, reassures you that, that you did fantastic. Okay, um, I'm just very glad that we've now adopted Riley. We've officially adopted Riley. Sweet baby. I love That's her our so child. Much. That is that our is child. That is our baby They're so now. pure. She's going to be the minister. Yes. She's gonna. We're going to have the most powerful positions, and we're going to make that baby the minister. Absolutely. Baby runs for minister. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet, sweet baby. Um. Yeah, so, Celeste, uh, it is come time for your final apprenticeship meeting with your father. You come in, gestures for you to take a seat, and then he says... You've worked very hard this year, Celeste, and you've done a lot of great work. A lot of research, a lot of trial and error. I am proud of you, and you should feel the same. With the progress we've made, I anticipate hopefully being able to make some more progress towards the actual production of the Silent Explosion next year. I've also been doing some research. We can start working on changing into Animorphs. Oh, I'm so excited! Again, it's it's gonna be quite the challenge, but I see so much potential in you. Your magic is strong, as is your spirit. We just need to work on honing that power, focusing it, and controlling it. You can do great things, Celeste. I know you can. Oh, thank you, Father. I, I wouldn't be able to do any of it without you, of course. I try. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm so, I'm so excited. I can't, I know it's dangerous and all that, it's illegal, la 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 la, but also it's so cool. Ah, I'm, I, I mean, like, what am I going to be? I wonder. I have some ideas, but um, there's only one way to find out. Okay, well, let's get started, please. Uh, what's the first thing I have to do? Also, side note, um, you... Most likely will have to teach this to Imogen, um, because this is how she lives her entire life. If I'm being honest, I think I'm going to have a hard time convincing any of your friends to not have them involved in this at some point. I won't lie, I already told them that we were doing this, and they're both like, I want in, So, but I was thinking maybe I could learn first, and I'll teach them, you know? Like, we'll get into the studying, and then... I'll be able to pass it down, you know? We'll see what happens. Okay, perfect. So basically the next thing that's going to happen is a spell casting uh, final. I will say as a, a quick note, especially when my friends are off doing their internships and things, uh, I'm just, I'm on the broom zoom. I'm hiding in the stands. I'm either like literally doing broom zoom all the time or I'm hiding in the stands because I don't want to talk to people. Mood. And studying. And studying. And reading Imogen's mom's work. Hell yeah. Historian Sigrun Svanilstater. Right, historian Sigrun Svanilstater. Celeste doesn't read much, but she has moved that all the of her books onto the important part of her library. And also Leo says they're wonderful. Aww. <laughs> they are. Um, also, literally no teacher has given you any shit about you citing her in any of your homework. Literally nobody has has said a thing. Imogen is glowing. And Imogen definitely writes her mom about it. 
Yeah, your mom has been sending frequent letters just, like, updating you. Like, I'm doing okay. You know, the garden looks nice. Um, veggies are starting to bloom. <laughs> Vegetables blooming? I don't know. Um, they, I should know that. They, there's just, flowers sorry. involved. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know how the vegetables, you know, come to me. They just come and then I make shit with them. Yep. Tasty. Brian Holland, please take your headphones off. So, <clears throat> Imogen, when you enter the Defense Against Evil Magic classroom, you see a small pillar in the center of the room with a note on it. There are no professors. Do you pick up the note? I am immediately intrigued. I take a look around first classroom looks normal um normal kind of like test room there are no desks or chairs or anything in the room but everything else is just kind of like normal test room but it's just the pillar with the note and then no professors okay i keep my wand out in case i'm about to be ambushed because i have memories and you never I, know what's gonna happen <laughs> during your I, test yes i take a look at the note um, underneath the note, when you pick it up, there's a large button. The note reads, press me and solve all five of my problems with magic. Oh, heck yes. So, roll me another flat d20. Okay. That's a five. Mm, okay. You you press the button, and uh, it takes a second, but uh, you feel a soft breeze kind of brushing against your face, and, and your hair begins to move, and... Your hair begins to, to fly, and you feel the pressure of wind picking up, blowing extremely hard, almost like a tornado around the room. And it just increasingly gets faster. All right. That's fun. Uh, first of all, I take out my uh, my ponytails, and I just shake them in the breeze. <laughs> yes, let it all out. Uh, let your hair down. I think the thing to do is... Um, I think I'm just gonna cast a Lantimotis at the wind. Okay. Roll me a d8 and a d6. Okay. Uh, that's a 7 on the d8 and a 4 on the d6. Okay. It does not work. Okay. Then... The, the, so the problem is that there's just this wind that's picking up a bunch of speed around me, yes? Yeah, there's just a shit ton of wind. It's blowing everything. Okay, okay, fun, love that. Then I'm gonna take like a like a pine cone out of my pocket, turn it into a bird, and let it fly around in the breeze. Just for funsies. That's lovely. Okay, so roll me a d20 with intelligence. Alright, alright, with just with intelligence, that's a 14. Okay. Uh, so unfortunately the pine cone does not transform into a bird. It stays, uh, stays as a pine cone. Interesting, this wind. Well, what else I can do? Um, there's this magical, supposedly magical, wind that is just going real hard around me. I guess the only thing I can think of is to try Lantimotis again. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll try that again. D, D6 and D8? Yes. Alright, that's a 4 on the D8 and a 3 on the D6. Okay. Uh, this time you definitely feel, uh, you feel the magic kind of like burst from your wand and as the the wind is kind of like pushing your hair through your face all of a sudden your hair kind of falls and the breeze like gently uh brushes against your skin it's it's a much more calmer breeze now um and then it slows to a stop okay that's nice now can i try to turn my pine cone into a bird 
Just sure. Why not? Well, that's a, just an 11. Unfortunately, it is still just a pine cone. You know what, pine cone? I respect that. You don't want to be a bird and you know what? You know who you are and you don't want to change and I respect that. I put the pine cone back in my pocket where it lives. Hell yeah. All right, do you go for uh, another button? Yes, I do. All right, smack that button, roll me a flat d20. That is a six. Okay, uh, on the pillar, as you lift your hand up, <clears throat> the button is replaced by a, uh, by a small box, and the box has a tag on it, and on the tag it says, hide me. Okay, love it. I love a little uh, fancy object. A uh, cute little object. I'm going to first... I'm gonna... Oh, do I want to turn it into a bird? What else can I turn objects into? It's a small object, yes? Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm going to make it really little. I'd like to start Aww. by making it nice and little. I'm gonna cast Reducto. Yes. Um, so you can go ahead and roll me a d6 and a d4. That's a pair of ones. A pair of ones, okay. The littlest number. The smallest number. The loneliest number. The most reduced number. Uh, yeah, so you take this very small box and you shrink it to uh, an even smaller size. Really, it's it's just quite itty-bitty. Alright, wonderful. Then I'm going to use uh, Winnie Lev to, like, float it up high. Is there, like, a, tiny, a cute little ledge or a high shelf on this, uh, on the, like, near the top, near the ceiling or something? Just, like, a little nook to lodge it in? Yeah, there's a wall of shelves with a bunch of artifacts on it, and the shelves go pretty high. Um, so there is one that's that's pretty close to the ceiling. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, levitate it up and hide it real, real, uh, real secure up high, lodged somewhere silly. Great. Roll me a d6 and a d8. That's a 4 on the d6 and a 6 on the d8. Okay. You managed to uh, levitate the teeniest, tiniest box you've ever seen. And it gently floats up, and you sit it on top of the highest shelf uh, along the wall of the Defense Against Evil Magic classroom, uh, rendering it effectively gone. And the button on the pillar appears again. Alright, I, uh, I press it. Excellent. Roll me that d20. Rolling that d20 using a different die this time. <laughs> That's on 11. Great. So, as you press the button, all of a sudden, uh, your ankles get really cold. Uh, very cold. Actually, really freaking cold. And you look down, and your feet are stuck in a, uh, in a square of ice that comes up just to your ankles. Oh my goodness! Well, that's, uh, that, that's, a, that's a thing that's happening. Let me, uh, review this, uh, this spreadsheet of spells. I'm sure that we have something. Okay, we have water to ice. We don't have ice to water, do we? Turning it to stone would not help. <laughs> um, the pushes water away spell probably wouldn't work for water in solid form. Is that something I can glean? Yeah, that, that probably wouldn't work, especially because it's already on the floor as well. Mm. Then I'm going to use a Levisus to turn a hard surface soft and see if I can turn this ice into some squishy ice. Fantastic. Roll me a d20 plus Roll intelligence, it. please. Okay. I'm going to use a luck point. Go for it. That is better by one. I'm rolling badly today. I'd like it to be known I'm rolling badly. This is, um, let's see, 
This is a seven plus five. That is a 13. And that is one luck point gone. That is a 12. That is what I meant to say. <laughs> I figured. Um, no, it remains ice at your feet. Fun, fun. Okay, okay. I don't have any potions prepared, do I? I'm going to... Oh, can I take that little note? That, that little note from the pillar? Yeah. And can I cast Ignismutatus to turn that into fire and then kind of just waft it around my ankles to gently, without, without burning me, melt the ice? Yeah, roll me... A d20 plus intelligence. Again, I'm going to choose a different die, because this sucks. Okay, finally. Um, that's a 23. You cast uh, Ignis Mutatus on this piece of paper, um, and the top half bursts into flames. And uh, you go ahead, you start wafting it around the ice, and it does begin to melt. Um, it does tend to melt a little bit faster than normal ice would, but it does melt, and uh, after a few minutes, you are unstuck. Cool. And I stomp out the fire. Safety first, people. Okay, that, I mean, it, it didn't go as well as I would have hoped, but you know, I, I we got there in the end. Trial and error. Uh, so go ahead, hit the button a uh, fourth time. Rolling a d20. That's a three. All right. Um, so you hit the button, and all of a sudden there is a burst of light. But the burst doesn't fade. It just feels like you're looking directly at the sun. There is so much light. There's just too much light around you. Okay. Um, I guess, let's see. Not probably wouldn't work, because that's specifically about ending the Lumi spell, which is light at the tip of my wand. Is that so? Or, or would not also end on a separate light spell? Um, you're not sure about the origins of this. Uh, it could possibly, it, this could be one super powerful, very large Lumi uh, of unknown origin. Um, or it could be a different kind of light. Okay, different kind of light. Exciting, exciting. If I'm being, if I'm nearly blinded, I think the first thing I should do is cast Smoky Okeus, just to diffuse the light so I can get a better sense of my bearings. Okay. Roll me a d4 and a d10. That is a 2 on the d4 and a 6 on the d10. Okay, so a Smoky Okeus is, uh, is produced. It doesn't seem to, to block out any of the light, but it does, it does confirm for you that it seems like the light is coming from somewhere. Okay, interesting. See, see, this is this is a good process. I'm gathering information. Gathering Absolutely information. very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna go for a, a knot uh, to end the Lumi spell, if that is what this is. If not, this is you know trial and error. We're learning. So go ahead, roll me that d6 and that d8. D6 or d8. That's a 5 on the d6, and a 5 on the d8. Okay. Um, you go ahead and successfully cast a knot, and the light fades into nothing, and the room returns to its normal lighting. Oh, fun! Cool, I did a thing. I, uh, I removed the smoke screen. And you have, uh, one more trial to go through. Alright, I, uh, I smash that button. And I roll an 11. Please roll again. Rolling again. Thank you. <laughs> I roll a 14. <laughs> Excellent.
Excellent. So when you hit the button, all of a sudden, in front of you, Professor Jameson appears. Hello, sir. Good to see you, sir. He just looks at you. How you doing? You feeling any better? He, uh, you can tell that he's trying to, like, hide a smile, but he doesn't say anything, and he just continues to look at you. Finals, am I right? Good to see you. Are you gonna, are you gonna cast a spell at me or something? Is that what's happening? Because Imogen readies a shield spell. Uh, do you cast a shield spell? Um, sure. Yeah, just for funsies. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna okay. cast a shield spell. Roll me a d4 and a d10. d4, d10. That's a 4 on the d4 and a 3 on the d10. Yes, you produce a, a pretty good shield, but he doesn't make a move to attack you. He just stands there and he, like, blinks at you. Oh, cool. Um, hi, Professor. Good to see ya. Um, uh, let's see. I don't want to turn you into fire. I don't want to banish you. <laughs> you're definitely not a boggart. I know that. Because, you know, you're, you're you. You're probably not transfigured. But you could be, if I choose to do so. Do you want to be a goose, sir? <laughs> Again, uh, he um, he bites his lip to, to prevent himself from laughing, but he just stands there and blinks at you. Okay, let's see. Are you able to talk, sir? He like shrugs and he goes, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's not like I, I need to like undo a, I don't know, a muzzle curse or something. Okay, uh, this is this is fun. I like I like working through figuring out what it is I'm needing to do. Let's see. You're not. You're again. You're still just kind of standing there. You're not a threat to me right now. So I don't want to like, you know, hit you with a tickle attack or anything. Um, but I will if 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 that's what I need to do. If that is what I decide is what is currently being asked of me. I'm really not certain. Let's think about this. How you doing, Professor? He like he like hesitates, and then he's like, I, "I'm I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Imogen?" I'm 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 doing okay. Um, you know it's been a rough semester, but um, you know I think I think I think we're going toward a little uh, at least a a calmer end, or at least I mean I still feel like. Stuff is gonna go badly, like, at any moment. Like, at any moment, I just could be hit with another wave of devastation. But I'm cautiously optimistic. So I've been books a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, good talk. Good talk. Um, anything I can do for you? No, I'm fine. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, you need any leaves? I have many. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you got anything I can turn into a bird? This pinecone doesn't want to be a bird today. He, uh, he, like, looks down. He has a, a, a quill in his pocket. He kind of, like, lifts it up. Oh, okay. I'll try that. If that's alright. Quill, uh, do you sure. want to be a bird? The quill does not respond. I, uh, tried to turn it into a bird. Okay. That's a 14. Oh, it does not turn into a bird. You know what? Sometimes a quill doesn't want to be a bird. I think it's it has something to do with how it's it's a feather, so it's not like it's been there, done that, you know? And I have to respect its wishes. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So, uh, how's your love life? Jameson frowns and he's like, uh, not great, I guess. Cool, cool. How's your love life? Oh, I don't know. No, sir. I'm 13. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Not really a thing I'm going for at this time. I don't really, I haven't really thought about it. I've been books a lot. Yeah, focus on your studies. I intend to. I do. Great. Okay, uh... Are you sure you don't want to be a goose? He shrugs. That wasn't a no, but it also wasn't a yes. Consent for goose? Consent for goose. Okay. I I cast a, a formancer. Roll a d20 plus intelligence. Using a luck point. <laughs> okay! Okay, that's a 23. <laughs> and one more luck point gone. Professor Jameson transforms into a goose. He he waddles forward and he like does a half fly, half jump onto the pillar and he like hits the button with his webbed foot. Um and then the rest of the professors appear before you. Um Professor Carver ungoosifies Jameson. Okay, but can I give him a pat on the head first? Yes, you Like can. a little, little goose ear scratches. He like leans into it for a second. This feels right. Professor Carver then ungoosifies Jameson uh, and he says, Good job, Imogen. You are all done for today. And go ahead and send in the next person. Okay, cool. That was, that was a wild ride. That, you know, that definitely used a lot of, um, a lot of re- reasoning and brain power trying to figure things out. I really liked that. There wasn't like, you know, just like one thing to do. There was... Ada, well done with formulating this test. This was interesting. Thank you, Imogen. Always just trying to keep you on your toes. I I was certainly on my toes, except for that when my feet were frozen. Then I was not on my toes. I was on my whole feet, and they were all frozen. Right. Not convenient, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, we figured it out. Figured it out. You figured it out. You did great. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I'm gonna see if I can go, uh, I mean, I'm gonna send in the next person, and I'm gonna see if any small objects near me want to turn into birds, because I'm still feeling like turning something into a bird. But, so, you, you know, if if, a, if an object doesn't want to be a bird, that's, you can't help it, you know? That's how it is. I wish you luck with that. Oh my goodness, thank you. Have a lovely day. You too, Imogen. Oh, thank so, you. you are more than welcome to take a break, or you can sit in and listen if you want, uh, Willow. Do I need do I need a drink for this, Willow? <laughs> I mean, you don't not need a drink. <laughs> okay, Celeste, it is your turn. Have fun, Celeste. Uh, when you enter the Defense Against Evil Magic classroom, you see a small pillar in the center of the room with a note on it. There are no professors. So, note on the pillar. Amazing. Celeste goes to read the note. Great. Underneath the note, there is a large button. The note reads... Press me and solve all five of my problems with magic. Okay. Celeste just checks around the room to see if she miss- is missing anything. It looks like a basic, like, testing classroom. No desks, no chairs, um, but everything else is totally normal, minus the no professors. Okay. I think Celeste is going to look at her spells. Uh, she's going to just do a quick layer of aquamento in front of her 
just because she thinks she's being clever. She's like, this'll make them slip. Okay, uh, roll me a d8 and a d6. Uh, six on the d6, a, a four on the d8. Okay, yeah, you successfully produce a, a small puddle uh, by the button. Nothing that she could step in, but some kind of like a barrier almost. Okay. Um, she presses the button the first time. Great, roll me a d20 flat. Oh god. Don't screw me over. That is an 11. Okay. Uh, so you feel your ankles are cold. Like, really cold. Like, mega cold. And you look down and notice your feet are stuck in a block of ice that comes up to your ankle. Oh, it's because of the water. Um, okay, uh, so the ice, the water to ice spell <laughs> doesn't have a, does it have a reverse? Uh, no, you did not learn the reverse. Okay. So she can't move, her feet are frozen. She is going to... Celeste would like to look at it and try something weird and cast Levisus on it, which is turns a hard surface soft. Roll me. 1d20 plus intelligence, please. Uh, say 8. You can use your ring. I'm going to use my ring on that. So that's an automatic plus 5. So that is um, a 13. It does not work. I thought my ring was an automatic perfect spell. I thought it was a plus five. Um, Ring of Karo. At this level, once a day, you can tune into the ring when casting a spell to automatically guarantee the best and most powerful result of the spell. However, when casting a spell with an intelligence base, you automatically get plus five to your roll. There's no limit to this portion of the ring's power. So you can automatically make it perfect, but that would be the only time you could do it on this one. But because it's an intelligence spell, it's plus five. Good to know. I, I need to keep better tabs on my spells because I don't think I rolled with that. Uh, okay, uh, then I'm going to do Incendion on my feet. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead, roll me a d8 and a d6. Uh, both fives. So you're able to successfully produce a weaker strand of, uh, or a weaker stream of fire. Uh, roll me a dexterity check. Uh, 17. Okay. You're able to aim the, the fire so it does not touch your skin. It does not burn you. It kind of goes around the edge of the ice. And uh, you notice the ice is kind of melting faster than ice normally would. Um, but as it gets closer to your feet, the ice is just kind of like automatically melting due to the residual heat. And your feet are free. Perfect. If uh, there are any smoking parts of her clothes, she just goes to the water she already set out and just uses it to dab her clothes dry as if nothing's wrong. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, dab her clothes off of, not on fire, I guess. <laughs> you can go ahead, roll me another d20 if you hit the button again. Uh, she centers herself. Come on, bitch, you got this. All right, here we go. Here we go. And she presses the button again. Fantastic. D20, please. 14. Uh, so when you hit the button, all of a sudden, Professor Jameson appears before you. Oh, hello, Professor Jameson. I was just saying something about your reason here, or else I'm totally going to disarm you. He just sits there and blinks at you. Okay, yeah, full uh, going to body bind him. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, yes, so go ahead and roll me a d10, or a d4 and a d10 uh, for Lego Corpio. That is two fours. Uh, yeah, so uh, his body, uh, for the most part, snaps together, and he begins to kind of, like, tip over, but he gathers his balance, and so he's just standing straight up with his limbs kind of, like, attached to his to the side of his body. Hmm. 
You shouldn't be able to do that. All right, Professor. Are his arms bound? Yeah, his arms are bound to his sides. Okay. Uh, I find, like, a rope or something. Okay. And you just tie him up? I tie up his feet. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so once you finish tying up his feet, uh, are you, you're satisfied with that? You're good? I check his pockets. <laughs> she doesn't even ask. She just starts going through them. Well, his wand is in one of his pockets. I take that. Then his wallet is in the other. I take that, too. He has a quill in his front pocket. Um, take that as well. And then, like, a little notebook in, in one of his back pockets. I take it all. You know, I just take it all from him. I'll return this to you later, unless I find it interesting. He he does one hop forward to be closer to the pillar, and he, like, bends over and, like, presses his face against the button, and he disappears. Can I prevent him from doing that? Sure. I want to cast protect. Bound. I want to cast protecto on and guard the button and press the button myself. Okay, roll me a d4 and a d10. You little freak. (laughs) I don't want him. If he does it, Celeste is gonna think she failed. That's a nine and a one. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah. So you cast protecto and he like bumps into it. Um, and he starts losing his balance. You go ahead, you hit the button. Can, can I just flavor this? Yeah. So he bounces off of the protecto. Celeste sees him kind of falling back. She tips him over backwards, so he starts to fall onto his back, and then she hits the button before she hits, he hits the ground. What a dick. Oh my god. <laughs> go ahead, roll me any, another d20 and hit that button. Um, 15 this time. 15, okay. So when you hit the button, uh, the earth below you begins to shake. Um, It feels like there is an earthquake uh, throughout the room. And when you look down, it looks like the stones of the room are like pulsing up and down in different areas, uh, making the ground you walk on very unsteady and uneven. Okay, uh, I'm going to use my time freezy spell on the floor in front of me, or around me rather. Which spell? We have like a, hold on, I'll find it. It's one we've used before. Slows, uh, Lentimota slows anything with momentum. Uh, yes. Okay, so, go ahead, roll me a D, uh, a D8 and a D6. Okay. Yeah, I know that was very not specific at all, so sorry. (laughs) You're good. I was just like, we don't have spells that deal with time. Um, that is a, a double sixes. I am rolling a lot of doubles for these rolls. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it slows down a little bit, um, making it a bit easier to stand and to tolerate, um, but it's still moving. Okay. Can I see any kind of point that it's moving from, or does it just seem like it's a earthquake moving kind of thing? Yeah, it's just kind of like a weird kind of earthquake moving, almost random different spots. Do I have balance? Is it, does it just feel like the floor is shaking a little bit? Yeah, you have balance, especially now that it's slower. You're able to hold your own as your feet kind of, like, rise and fall with the floor. I'm going to use Levisus to turn a heart, the floor soft. If it will do this intended effect, I'm going to use my ring. But if it doesn't do the intended effect, I'll roll for it. Okay. Where it would, the intended effect being I want it to go soft so that it stops cracking and whatnot and kind of just mm-hmm. goes to, like, a jello almost. Yeah, it would turn into uh, into like a wiggly jello, kind of like slowly going back and forth. Okay, I think Celeste is gonna do that and use her ring. Okay. Perfect. 
perfect. Is that a roll or is that a perfect? Um, no, if you're doing the, the once a day automatic perfect roll, it's automatic. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's automatically a like slowly wiggling jelly floor. <sighs> it's less lays on it and kind of feels like the, like a massage like you get from a chair. <laughs> it just takes a quick five minute break to just... I feel like this is, I feel like this is a, actually, yeah, while she's laying down, she looks at the notebook. It has, um, it has notes and scores of the students' tests who went before you, so you can see how Imogen did. How did Imogen do? She did okay. Alright, um, Celeste writes in with the quill a little plus on anything for Imogen that's just making it better. Jesus Christ. She, uh, she looks through the wallet. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. In, <laughs> in Professor Jameson's wallet, obviously he has an ID. Um, he has some cash in there, like $40 worth of cash. He has um, a, a bunch of pictures in there. He has uh, one of him and Ross uh, at a nice, quiet Christmas, just the two of them. He has, uh, he has a couple of what appears to be uh, his big group of immediate family. Um, of his siblings and his parents. There's one of him uh, when he and Ross were clearly much younger, and then there's looks to be a more recent one, though it looks like the number of people in that picture has been reduced, at least by one. You also see um, a picture of uh, of him as a young a younger teen with someone who looks a lot like Ty as a teen. You see a picture of him and Ty now, and you see a picture of him and Professor Singh looking happy oh, and kind of cuddled no. up together. Oh, that's heartbreaking. He still has feelings for them. No. Okay, uh, Celeste feels very sad about that. Um, I think she's going to, because she's being watched, sleight of hand his ID. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, a, just for some flourish. ID. Okay. It's going to be real impressive at the end of this. Roll sleight of hand, I guess. <laughs> it's not good, so she drops it, so she puts it back into the wallet. It was a, it was a six. <laughs> okay. Um, so she puts Fucking it back weird. into the wallet. She's gonna be like, at the end of it, be like, oh, by the way. So she goes. She, I think she thinks she's solved the problem with the earthquake. Oh. Okay, so she's gonna hit the button then. Yeah, because okay. like. She doesn't have an earthquake-stopping spell. Okay. She just has ways to make it less damaging. Okay. So go ahead, uh, roll me a d20, and hit the button again. I, I swear to God, these are genuine rolls. 16. 14, okay. 15, 16. Uh, so when you hit the button, the floor stops moving and returns to its usual state. Roll me Is it, is a... it still bouncy? No, 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 it's not bouncing. It's just the normal floor. Roll me a... Perception check. That is a. Can I have advantage? Since she's being very aware. Yes, since she's since she's purposely trying to stay on top of things, she can have advantage on this one. Oh thank God. Okay, first one was an eleven. This one's a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. The room returns back to normal, and almost instantly, Celeste, you feel something in the pit of your stomach. You have like an instinct. Something new has appeared in this room. You just didn't see anything change. It must be hiding, but whatever it is, it's not good. Yeah, she's gonna check around. Insight? Investigation? What are we thinking? Investigation. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's not good. It's a six. A six. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't find anything. Everything looks exactly as it was before. 
Um, whatever it is must be hidden. Uh, Celeste is going to cast um, her smoke screen spell, Smokeyokius, and smoke the whole room and use okay. the the smoke to see if she can see movement. Like okay. maybe it's moving too fast or too small for her to notice. Roll me a d10 and a d4. Okay. All right. Uh, that is a seven and a two. Okay. Yeah, you managed to uh, cast Smokeyokius across the room. However, <clears throat> the only thing that moves seems to be the smoke just in its gentle, kind of like natural way. Nothing seems to be moving the smoke. It looks like you're alone. Celeste is not giving up on this. Um, I'm going to cast Viridius. So, you are casting Viridius. So, go ahead, roll me a, a d10 and a d4. That's a 4 on the d4 and a 1 on the d10. Okay. Okay. So uh, you cast a Verdius, and of course the sparks go up. But at the same time, you get a strong feeling. There is a teeny tiny chest on a shelf on the side of the room, and you are drawn to that little tiny chest. Okay. Um. Do we have an open spell? Uh, yes. You have. Uh, you have an unlocking spell. But that doesn't open it. Yeah, not necessarily. Alright, uh, Celeste is gonna use the unlocking spell. Okay. Uh, so you can go ahead and cast a uh, Reservoir. Uh, roll me a d8 and a d6. d8 is a 7. d6 is a 2. Yeah, so uh, you get the sense that the, the chest has been unlocked. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna use the Severing Charm on the back notches of the chest so that she doesn't have to open it. She can kick off the top. Okay, roll me another d8 and d6. That is, uh, again, a 7 and a 2. Okay. So yeah, you go ahead and you uh, you sever the uh, the hinges on the back of the, of the box. Uh, Celeste preps her wand, ready for something to jump out, and instead mm-hmm. of opening it, she takes something to knock off the top. As soon as whatever you're holding touches the chest, the chest disappears. And the room, uh, that feeling of, of the dark object is gone. Cool. <laughs> so, I you've got... I think uh, I did that well. You've got uh, one more hit. Okay, um, Celeste makes... Uh, Celeste, yeah, I think Celeste just goes, Alright, let's 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 do this, let's go for the last one. Um, this one's a 13! Uh, so you hit the button, and all of a sudden, a small golden star appears on the left side of the room and slowly is making its way across the room to the other side, but extremely slowly. Um, Celeste is going to Lentimodus on it. Slows out anything with mo- with momentum. Okay. Roll me that d8 and that d6. One on the d8, three on the d6. Yeah, so the star, which is moving at a crawling place, pretty much stops uh, where it is in the air. Uh, Celeste would like to investigate the situation. Where is it going? What's Does it look dangerous? All the fun stuff. Um, It looks just kind of like, just like a little star, like a little just star-shaped object. And it was slowly heading from the left side towards the right. Um, and that's all it was doing, really. I'll give that to you for free. Okay. No, this star is nefarious. I just know it. Uh, Celeste is gonna try to touch the star. The star. Okay. 
As soon as your finger uh, touches the star, it disappears and four professors appear. They they give you a smile and say, all right, Celeste, that's all for you. Uh, thank you very much. You did great. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Professor Jameson, do you want this back? He, like, walks forward with, like, a semi-annoyed face and he's like, please. All right. Hands the wallet back, hands the notebook back, hands the quill back, and leaves. Um, as he, like, walks back to where the other professors are, you see him, like, open his wallet and, like, check his cash. Celeste left $20 for him. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. Buy yourself something pretty! Also, Celeste, I just wanted to be known, never returned the wand! Fuck, dude! Oh, that was funny. That was a fun one. Um, <laughs> you make me nervous. Okay. Okay, so... When you enter the Defense Against Evil Magic classroom, you see a small pillar in the center of the room with a note on it. There are no professors. Um, what does the room look like? It looks like your no- Is there anything else in the it's room? It's just like your normal Defense Against Evil Magic testing classroom. No desks, no chairs, but everything else is normal. Okay, I, gra- I go up to the pillar and I look at the message. <laughs> Do you pick up the note? So underneath the note, there is a large button, and the note reads, Press me and solve all five of my problems with magic. Okay, I press the button. Roll me a flat d20. That is a natural 20. (laughs) Cool. You're launched into the air. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Can I use my reflexes somehow to uh, fall not painfully? Like a dexterity saving throw? You can. I will remind you that the note said, solve my problems with magic. Oh, right, 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 right. Magic. <laughs> this is your spellcasting exam, but if you wanted to front roll onto the floor, sure. Could I slow myself with l- Lentimotus? You can't slow yourself down. Okay. Can I uh, cast Levisus on the ceiling? Roll me a d20 plus intelligence. Okay, that's another natural 20. Holy fuck. Uh, plus intelligence, that is 24. Wow. The floor, uh, turns into, uh, kind of like a squishy, jelly, silicone surface, and as you fall down, you bounce back up and just kind of, like, slowly come back to the floor, um, and then as you settle, the floor, uh, automatically changes back to normal. Okay. Do you hit the button again? Um... If there's nothing else in the room that has changed, I hit the button again. Okay, roll me a d20. That is a six. Great. Uh, So once you hit the button, as you lift your hand, underneath, in place of the button, is a very small box with a tag, and it says, hide me. Oh, okay. Uh, We learned hiding ones. Um, I just love that you're the one to get a, a nat 20 and get launched into the air immediately. Honestly, it tracks. Um, yeah. I'm looking for the one that we used in the last final, um, where uh, Kat and I... Nope, sorry. Where Myra and I were um, in the Grand Hall, and we were hiding in the fire... I keep wanting to say fire escape, sorry. The fire the fireplace. fireplace. Yeah. There we go. And we, like, did a little, like, illusion thing. Mm. But also turned material... Oh, um... I could turn it into bubbles. You could turn it into bubbles. I'm gonna turn it into bubbles. Great. Roll me a d20 plus intelligence. 
I'm rolling real well. I'm afraid that it's not gonna last. Um, that is a 23. Okay, you turn it into bubbles. You have a teeny tiny pile of bubbles in the palm of your hand. I, I, I put the bubbles in my pocket. They pop. Yeah, I figured that was the that was gonna happen. Um, okay. I press the button again. Great, roll another d20. I don't know if I'm doing this wrong. Ren's just gonna keep on keeping on yeah, until there's on. an instruction to do otherwise. That's a 10. So you press the button and all of a sudden, Professor Carver stands before you. I instinctively block. You use the protecto spell? Yes. All right, roll me a d10 and a d4. A six on the d10 and a three on the d4. Okay. Yeah, you produce a protecto spell, but it doesn't look like he moves to attack you. Cool. Then I I move to attack him. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess no, I can... No, no, no. Can you do whatever? Do whatever. You go. Okay, you're making weird noises. But, um, but Ren, Ren just assumes something's going to attack her at this point. Yeah, um, fair. I mean, it's happened in past exams before. Yes. Um, so she's going to Repelliarmus. Okay. Roll me a d10 and a d4. Uh, that's a 7 on the d10 and a 4 on the d4. Yeah, so the, uh, the wand flies out of his pocket and, like, lands to the side. Oh, he wasn't holding the wand. No. Hey, Professor Carver. You're not, you're not planning on... What, what's up? You... Are, are you not the puzzle? He smirks and crosses his arms, and he says nothing. Um, I... Can I get, like, vibe check? Um, sure. In insight? Or... Yeah, roll insight. That's, uh, 17. He's just standing there. He's not, like, looking he... for anything. He's just, like, standing there. He hasn't made any noise since I've... No noise. Did the wand make noise when it flew out of his pocket? When it yeah, it like, it, like, clanked on the ground. He's just watching you with, like, an intrigued expression on his face and slight amused smirk. You, you're not Professor Carver. You're, you're Ty again, aren't you? Um, or possibly a spell. I'm gonna, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cast Retrolaxum and see if I can undo a Transfiguration spell. <laughs> Roll me uh, a d20 plus intelligence. Okay, that is a four, uh, 15. Uh, nothing happens. Shit. Okay. He walks forward and he hits the button and disappears. What? <laughs> okay. So, what happens next? You Is can there hit the button again. The button? Okay, I'm gonna hit the button again. Roll me a d20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a five. Uh, you hit the button and nothing seems to happen at first, but then you feel a really soft breeze against your cheek. And then your hair kind of begins to blow and it begins to like wildly glow and it feels like there is a tunnel of wind pushing throughout the room getting a little more intense as time goes oh okay um can i would i be able to use lentimodus to slow the momentum of the air or does it have to be an object because it's it's kind of vague in the in your excel spreadsheet fuck off you can try it <laughs> okay i'll try it that's, that's what a d8 and a d6 that's a six on the D8 and a four on the D6. Uh, the wind uh, does slow down a bit, but it is still breezy. 
Okay, but it's breezy in a in like a rapidly increasing manner. It's no longer increasing. It's a steady wind, but it is blowing decently. Can I see where it's coming from? Or is uh, it just coming from all around? You can do investigation. Yeah, I'll investigate. Uh, no, no, I will not investigate. Okay, um, that is a seven. Inside tornado. Uh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, let me see. I don't think I want to turn the material into fire. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's. The oh right no! Choice. A tornado better make it fire tornado. Fire tornado. <laughs> fire tornado. And it's buffeting against me in general, or do I look like I'm in the middle of the storm? Um, there's an eye of the storm. You're not in it. If it's something to do with the elements, would it be considered potentially a charm spell? Um, it could be. Uh, I will attempt, uh, Perficero to undo a charm spell. Great. Roll me a d8 and a d6. That's a 5 on the d8 and a 3 on the d6. Uh, yeah, the wind pretty much stops. And the room returns to normal. Cool. I, I, I press the button again. Yeah. Roll me a d20. Let's go. Last That's one. a three. Okay. Uh, so when you hit the button, um, there is a bright flash of light, a blinding light, but it's not a flash. It, it stays. There's just too much light. Oh, I cast, um, what do we call it? Not? Yeah, I cast not. Okay. Roll me a d8 and a d6. A uh, four on the d6 and a seven on the d8. The light dissipates. And uh, at that, your four professors appear before you and they say, all right, Ren, that's all for you today. Thank you very much. You did great. That's, that's it? Yep. It was only just a couple, no, no, no hiding in the castle. No. Not this time. No venomous plants. No. No, no secret objects. Well, not for you. Okay. Was that really you, Professor Carver? Yeah. Because I was worried it was Ty for a minute. No. Because he no, didn't no. say anything. It was It was okay. just me. What, and you were waiting for me to press the button again? No, just to do something. I... But I... Okay. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye. Cool. <laughs> With that done... Uh, it is time for the end of year feast. Uh, so you guys go ahead in. A glorious feast as per usual. So many delicious foods. And Professor McConnell gives her classic end of year speech. Uh, she says, it has been a most remarkable year. We have had a lot of progress. Um, and I believe all of you students should be very, very proud of yourselves. I know that there has been some political tension uh, that has come out of the news. But I want you to know that as long as you are here at Hogweed, you are safe. We will protect you, and everything is going to be okay. I look forward to your return after the end of summer. Everyone be safe, be smart, do your homework, and I'm happy to announce that the winner of this year's house competition is Serpentine. The uh, Grand Hall turns of magnificent yes! emerald and silver. Congratulations, friends! Oh, thank you, Imogen. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys all enjoy your end of your feast. You know, energy is running high. People are feeling good. You're full of food. Um, when you uh, roll a perception check. God damn. Okay. 
Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nat one from Imogen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. Uh, Do you want me to go? That's a five. <laughs> Great. That's a 12. <laughs> Imogen fully is books right now. All right, let me roll for my fucking NPCs and hopefully they do better than your assholes. Okay. I don't know. You think an I don't N- love NPC the way that you said can that. do better than, than me, who is can literally books turn? right now? Oh, yes, that's true. Can Imogen get advantage because they are books? No. Books are very perceptive. Books, though. I, I, she's so, so books right now. That's why it's a not one. Remy, like, are things <laughs> cool between you and Willow? Like... No. You're just like constantly <laughs> telling. <laughs> okay, just, like, well, you guys. Telling them no and... You guys enjoy the feast, and as you, you all. You bet we do. The... <laughs> Go on. And as you all enter out of the grand hall, the professors line up to to give uh, some goodbyes to their students. Um, and as you pass by uh, Professor Jameson. Uh, Ren, you feel you feel a hand grab your upper arm, and you turn and see Professor Jameson um, is smiling at some of the other students, but is holding you back. And he just kind of murmurs to you, and he goes, "Make sure everybody gets to the uh, charms classroom before bed tonight." And he gives you a smile. Yeah, of course. Um, sure. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. I think if I slowly relay that by like doing little like hugs here and there like hugging Imogen um you know fist bumping Ross and like pulling him in for like a what you know just like a bro random hug. various yeah a bro hug random various hugs and I think as we're leaving to the serpentine dorm I like link arms with Celeste and I whisper in her ear and I'm sure I'm sure Myra's on the other side yeah make sure that everybody who needs to know knows um, so before he gets to the common room, you, you veer off, um, and you all end up at the Charms classroom, unless someone's an asshole and wants to divert. Um, yeah, thank God. Uh, the rest of Imogen you- would like to go to the Charms classroom, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you guys end up in the Charms classroom. Uh, it's all of your section, um, along with Professor Jameson, Ty, uh, Henry, Professor Chang, um, they all kind of uh, stand around in a huddle, whispering. Um, you can see Professor Cheng is is smiling a bit. And when you all come in, they, they turn towards you. And it takes a second, but uh, Professor Jameson says, We did it. We have the cure. <gasps> it, it, it's... I hand Jameson back his wand. <laughs> 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 he quietly, he's like been looking for this we, we did it but but for, for realsies professor like you're you're actually serious uh ty comes from behind the charms desk um and he has a a large um it, it looks kind of like uh almost like a large clear glass jug and inside the jug is a swirling uh, purple and teal liquid that kind of shifts. It's glittery and swirling. Um, and he, he pats the top of it and he goes, this is it. It's beautiful. Jameson says, I, I remember. Um, 
apparently uh, I've been obliterated more than once, but I remember everything now. Because of the people who are clearly desperately trying to keep this kind of thing from the public, for now, we have to be careful with who we share this with. Edison, do you, do you want to take it? Edison um, pales and um, he looks at the ground and he furrows his brow and he says, I don't know. I'm scared of what I'll remember. I take Edison's hand. It's your choice, Edison. But I I'm, I'm gonna do it. I need to know. Okay. He, um, holding your hand, he, he walks towards it with you. Um, Ty kind of fills two small vials with the, the swirling liquid. And, and he hands one to each of you. Okay, we'll do it together. We hold hands while we down it. Imogen, Edison, we love you. I love you too. You can do this. Thanks. It's been, it's been a long, a long road, a long research journey. Let's get some results. Edison nods and squeezes your hand and pours the liquid into his mouth. Glug, glug. I the say liquid. that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. The liquid feels light and cool, like the purest spring in a fall forest. You can feel it move down your throat and feel it when it hits the area of your heart, and a warmth spreads throughout your body. Your brain begins to tingle slightly, almost as if it was going numb. And then, you remember. You remember seeing his face, sitting across from you, your body bound, the pretty words he was saying, try to convince you that he was right. You remember your mom walking in, begging for him, begging for anything to be able to let you go. And you remember the tip of the wand on the back of your head. Imogen is visibly distressed definitely gripping the back of her head where she remembers feeling the wand. Um, Professor, could we grab Imogen some tea? Maybe some chamomile or just something for her nerves? Imogen takes some tea out of her overall bib. <laughs> like a thermos or like a tea bag? Or um, loose leaf? You know what? You know what? It's, it's a magical uh overall bib pocket uh so yeah a full-on thermos and there's enough God. to share oh never mind a, a teacup please <laughs> roll for teacup that's a four i don't think i have a teacup you don't but professor carver begins uh transfiguring uh paper clips off of jameson's desk and handing out teacups that's a handy spell um i think ren's just trying not to crowd them too much but she's just like 
kind of standing, not necessarily behind Imogen, especially after she's like rubbing at her head, but like to the side of her, kind of just like this, this wall. Not, not quite like saying don't anyone else come any closer, but it's more of a just like, I'm, I'm in front of Imogen a little bit and don't fuck with her kind of thing. Don't fuck with Imogen. Edison's uh, grip on your hand, Imogen, loosens. Um, he hasn't opened his eyes yet, but his brow is furrowed. Um, Imogen tightens her grip on Edison. He uh, he pulls his other arm across his body and kind of like shrinks it on himself and like lowers his head. Uh, Celeste um, brings Lucas over to comfort Edison. Lucas nuzzles uh, nuzzles uh, his arm and like gives out a sl- like a slight pitiful whine. You okay? He just slightly shakes his head. Do you want to talk about it? He shakes his head again. That's okay. We can talk about it when, it's, when you're ready. Professor Jameson looks at you, Ren, and says, Do you want to share this with your parents? Oh, um. Is that. Do you think that would be safe? I think so, yes. Yeah. Ren, I do. you don't have to feel rushed about that. We originally wanted to get your parents unobliterated to find out who your, your mother was. And I know you want to know who that person is who gave you, but you don't have to rush into this. They're your parents. Yeah, and I haven't been telling them much because they don't retain it. So can I can I just have two vials and then maybe I will I won't I don't have to do it without, you know, teacher adult supervision or anything like that. I just um I'm not sure yet when, but I, I do I do want do want to. Are you going to give some to Winona? Winona? Wasn't... I mean, her memories were changed, weren't they? If she thought that you died. But she actually gave you to your to your parents. Well, that, that was what she was told, but... We don't, yes, we don't know if that was magical or if it was... Oh. Medical professionals just telling her a lie. Oh, she, she she does she does take memory enhancements. Hmm. I I Good. think just for work, but maybe because she feels fuzzy. Hmm. Um. You could always try. Right. Yeah. Um, professor, is there a potion? list or something, or instructions that I could just memorize real quick. Like this? Yes. I I think more than I think we should all know how to make it. Just in case. Ty and Professor Jameson exchange a look, and Ty shakes his head. He says, I understand why you would want to know this. For your safety, we can't share this. 
If someone was to find out that you knew, it would put you in so much danger. But if someone was to find out we had it in general, and it was erased from us, none of us would have the answer. How secure is our knowledge of this potion? How secure is the, the process, the instructions? It's only us. We're the only ones who know. We have a habit of finding out the information that we want to know. It may be smarter to just share it with us, but I respect your decision. And she tends to Edison. Um... Is it something that you don't want us to know? Or is it something that you can't tell us? I'll be frank with you. If someone were to find out that this exists, and they knew that you knew or you were involved, the lengths they would go to find out about it are not something I'm willing to put any of you through. It's safer for you not to know, because if you don't know, it won't do any of that to you. I've been on the end of people who knew things they shouldn't. Information that others want, and what they'll do to get that information. Um, I think I'm just grasping Imogen's hand, um, the one that isn't with Edison, kind of gently pulling it from the back of her head, um, and just, you know, holding her hand, um, and I think Ren says, then this is not something I should share with Winona, then, if, even if her memories are compromised, there's only so much that I can not tell her when bringing things up can't exactly slip this into her tea. And if people expect her to forget and she automatically remembers, she might get in trouble. So, um, I guess we'll wait on that, but... Well, let's make a deal, then. How about we don't need to know, but there's a copy of the potion that's stored somewhere. We need a backup just in case something happens. That is true. Because if there's, I hate to say it, but if anything happens and every single one of you forget, or you're made to forget, then it's just gone. There is a hidden recipe somewhere. Okay. Okay. Good. I was going to ask. At that moment, Edison uh, squints his eyes um, and he pulls his hand away from, from you, Imogen and his hands find the sides of his head. Um, it looks as though he's suffering from a, a very intense headache, and he kind of doubles over in pain. I pull out a second thermos of willow bark tea. Professors, can you do anything? Professor Jameson kind of like rushes forward and like supports him um, and leads him to a chair, and he kind of like leans in front of him. He's like, Edison? Edison, can you hear me? Um, Edison isn't really responding. Um, it just looks like his nails are, are digging into his skin. Imogen uh, looks around. Should I, should I do a little healing charm? Should I do a little pain relief spell? Um, and it, as soon as soon as you're asking the question, it looks as though the pain starts to ease. His fingers begin to relax, and his hands fall into his lap. 
and he remains hunched over, but he opens his eyes and he looks up at you. He sniffles and he goes, I think I know what they're planning. And a lot of people are going to die. And that is the end of season three. Fuck you. What? No. But go back. No. We're not done yet. No. We no, need no, 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 no. We just need two more Edison. minutes. We need two more minutes in season three. I need, I, I need to give Edison the biggest of hugs. And tell him. And I want to know the plan. We can help I want to. I want to know why everyone's going to die. You made it to the end of the episode. I'm so proud of you. Now here's a task. Follow at Pod on social media for updates on new episodes and miscellaneous modifiers shenanigans. Oh, okay, you did that? Thank you, you're the coolest. Uh, now why don't you give us a review? Seriously, leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts will really help us out, and it'll help more people find Ensorcelled. And if more people are listening to Ensorcelled, then that means someone you know might start listening to Ensorcelled. And if someone you know starts listening to Ensorcelled, that means you two can talk about Ensorcelled. All that just from leaving a review. I, I guess you could also just, like, tell your friends about Ensorcelled. That might be fewer steps. But still, reviews really help us out. And if you leave us a review, we will give you an in-character shout-out at the end of the next episode. Your friends will be so impressed. Look at you. Okay, one more thing to do. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash themodifivers. That's patreon.com slash T-H-E-M-O-D-I-5-E-R-S. And become a patron. For just a few dollars a month, you'll get loads of bonus content, including deleted scenes, a sorting quiz, behind-the-scenes nonsense, and honestly, just general good vibes. Oh, you know that friend you just hypothetically made so you can talk about Ensorcelled? Yeah, 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 that one. They'll be super impressed by your support of our little podcast. And you'll really be helping us out. With your support, we can put out high-quality episodes on a regular basis. You know, so you and your new friend can talk about it. Alright, that's about it for this message. Thank you so much for listening. You are my hero. Bye!